Hello, welcome to Hope Church Harrogate's Message of the Week. If you'd like to connect with us, please head over to hopeharrogate.co.uk forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you. We are continuing our series, Grace in Action, and today's passage in James is all about mercy. And as I was thinking about this word, I was like, to me, mercy seems like a bit of an old fashioned word. Like it's not really a word that I use in my everyday life. And as I was trying to think about, you know, what I associate it with, one of the first things that came to mind was the song Mercy by Duffy, released back in 2008. Does anyone else remember that song? I'm not sure if this is just a millennial thing. Oh yeah, a few thumbs up. I'm glad it's not just me. Um, it's a really catchy song. And all week as I've been thinking about this talk, I keep singing that song to myself. But that song is really not particularly helpful to understand what mercy means. But this passage in James is super helpful because it shows us what mercy looks like in the everyday. So today we're looking at mercy in the everyday. And I love the way that James makes it really relatable. Like he gives us a bit of a hypothetical situation to help us understand what mercy looks like. And so although James was written a long time ago, I think this is a situation that we can probably imagine ourselves in, or we can think of some kind of modern equivalent to it. So we're going to dive into James chapter two. If you want to get your Bibles out, it's going to come up on the screen. And it's, yeah, it's chapter two, one to 13. Just a little health warning before we go in, or a soul warning, or I don't know, whatever you want to call it. This passage might make you feel uncomfortable because it is it is really challenging but I found what Pete said really helpful last week that this isn't about finding more things that we must do it's not about like earning God's love it's not a heavy burden there is joy to be found in living with mercy so just bear that in mind as we're reading it because James does not mince his words and you will you will feel challenged <laughs> so it is Chapter 2, verse 1 to 13. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favouritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet, Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonoured the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbour as yourself, you are doing right. For if you show favouritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said you shall not commit adultery also said you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. 
Mercy triumphs over judgment. So you can probably see what I mean. James is pretty direct. He doesn't mince his words at all. And we see in, in this passage that mercy is about loving our neighbour, which is something we talk a lot about at church. Uh, but specifically, mercy is about showing compassion, showing love to someone who is low in status in some way. So in, in James's hypothetical situation, it's poverty, but mercy might also be showing compassion to someone who has less power than you, maybe someone who is marginalised, someone who the world says is lesser in some way, someone society looks down on. Uh, there are lots of different ways that uh, we can look down on people. And I like to think that in this position, if I had been in this story of the rich man and the poor man, I like to think that I would have given the same special attention to the poor man as the rich man. But then as I was thinking about it, if I'm being really honest with myself, I know that I have been in similar situations and I haven't always treated the poor man with the dignity and, and the love that I could have. And like, I was thinking about this like literally only a few weeks ago, uh, I walked past someone that I know in the street and this happens to me quite a lot. I have to admit, I often have my head in the clouds when I'm walking along and I'm thinking about something and I accidentally ignore someone. So I'm sorry if I've ever walked past you in the street and ignored you, I apologize. But this was a moment where I purposefully avoided this person. And this person was probably lonely. They probably would have really liked to have had a chat, uh, but it was inconvenient to me. And, you know, it's not like I had to be anywhere. Like, I know we can't always stop and talk to everyone that we see in the street, but this was a moment where I could have stopped, but it didn't benefit me in any way and I didn't want to. And this was someone who probably is poor in the eyes of the world. And, and as I came away from that situation, I felt really stirred and I felt God say to me, you know, that was an opportunity to show mercy. And I, I didn't take that opportunity. I didn't show that person the attention that I would have shown to a friend or to, to maybe like a celebrity or to someone that I thought was more interesting. I let my, my own personal prejudice and my desire not to be inconvenienced to get in the way of God's call on my life to show mercy. And as I was thinking about afterwards, I was just like, oh God, help me to make the merciful choice next time. Help me to, to stop and talk to that person, even if it's a bit of an inconvenience. And like another way that I think God has really been um, stirring me about mercy recently has been in my shopping habits, which might seem a bit of a strange thing, but it's not just about showing mercy to the person in front of us, but also maybe someone that we don't even know about. So for me, I guess my weakness is clothes. I do really like clothes. And it's often really tempting to buy products like clothing or whatever it is from, you know, big brands, nice clothes, good value. And more and more recently, as I've been thinking about, you know, what I'm buying, I've been thinking actually, who is it that is making my clothes? Am I overlooking that person living in poverty, that person who's making my clothes, who's maybe not being paid enough uh, just because I want to look good? Like, am I, am I choosing the big brands over actually that person who, who needs to be shown mercy? And obviously that, you know, it's a complicated subject. There aren't always easy answers, but 
that is one area of my life that actually I haven't always thought about that. And I feel like over the last few years, God has been working on that in my heart and saying, actually, this is an opportunity to show mercy. And you, you might be thinking, like, why is this so important? Like, you know, that one time that you avoided someone in the street or that time that you, you didn't buy fair trade jeans. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, why are you telling us about this? <laughs> um, but it, it is a big deal. And it's because being merciful is about having the whole of our hearts changed by God. And it's what James is saying in this passage, like, you can't just keep part of the law and say you're not a lawbreaker like I love the example he gives like if you're faithful to your wife or your husband but you then go and murder someone like you can't claim to be innocent like just because you've been nice to your spouse doesn't make up for the fact that you've committed murder just think that's it seems like a ridiculous example but James is saying in the same way you can't just love some people because it benefits you or because it makes you look good like being a Christian isn't about being a nice person or having a good reputation. Like choosing to follow Jesus means that our hearts are totally changed so that we love everyone, like even when it's hard and even when it's inconvenient. And a lot of us will have, will have heard this lots of times. Like we, we know that Jesus says to love your neighbor. Like we know that Jesus says to love your enemy. But this isn't also just a this isn't just about loving our enemy. It's also those people that maybe you don't even notice, the people that you might look down on, that maybe you don't even realise that you're looking down on them, but someone that you might be judging in some way, or that person that you find difficult, that maybe like me, you'd like to avoid, um, you'd like to walk past them on the street, that person who, who makes you angry when you read their posts on Facebook, or who, who writes stuff about politics and you think they're being a bit stupid and you disagree with them, or that person at work or at church who, who wears slightly weird clothes or, I don't know, smells a bit funny, like all sorts of situations. Like even that person in front of you in the queue in the supermarket who's like jumped in front of you and, and you feel kind of annoyed with them and you're like, oh, so rude. Like they're, they're such small moments, but each of these moments is an opportunity to show mercy, whether that's our words and our actions or or even just our thoughts like how are we seeing that person and so I think that is what I really love about this passage is that James grounds this idea of mercy in in this everyday story of the poor man and the rich man and so we see that you know mercy isn't this old-fashioned word or a lofty concept like mercy is about my choices in my everyday life and so I think the, the first question for us to ask ourselves this morning is where can I grow in mercy? Like, where have I not been showing mercy? Who is that person that actually maybe I look down on or that person who frustrates me and actually maybe I don't love them the way God loves them? And then I think the second question for us to ask ourselves is have I truly received mercy? Like if you've been sitting here and and thinking like, oh, this is all a bit heavy and a bit challenging. And you maybe start to think about people that you've not shown mercy to in the last week or, or moments where you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really show that person the love I should have. Like there is really good news for us this morning. 
because when we notice that we're not being merciful, uh, whether that is in our, our thoughts, our actions, our words, like that is a sign to us to ask ourselves, have I really received the amazing gift of God's raz- radical mercy? And it's like, as we were singing, like we don't have to remain in and our sin. We get to fix our eyes upon the cross and we get to run into the arms of Jesus, who is the ultimate example of radical mercy. And one of my stories, uh, favorite stories that Jesus tells about mercy is the prodigal son, which I'm sure lots of us will be familiar with. Uh, the, it's about the son who, who squanders his inheritance from his father and he becomes a poor man. Uh, he is so hungry that he wants to eat the food of the pigs that he's feeding. And at that point he decides he's gonna go back home and beg his father for mercy but he doesn't actually have to beg his father for mercy because his, mercy, his father is so full of mercy. He's so full of compassion for his son that he runs to him and he welcomes him and he gives him fine clothes and he gives him a ring and he makes him a rich man. The father makes the son a rich man. And it's the same for us that we, we've all been poor. We have all failed we've all turned away from God and we've all been selfish but when we run to our father he welcomes us with open arms and he he invites us to a banquet he invites us into joy into freedom he dresses us in fine clothes he makes us rich in Jesus and I really love this verse in this passage Uh, verse five it says has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him and this is just such an encouraging message because you know whether we're materially wealthy or not like we can recognize that without God we are poor and we've probably all experienced what it feels like to be overlooked or to not be treated the way we should be treated but we know that we are loved by God, that we have this amazing inheritance and that we are rich in Christ, that we are valued and we're precious. And when we know that, and when we know that about the person standing in front of us, that completely changes our outlook. And yeah, this has really been challenging me to think about actually when that person irritates me on Facebook or, you know, um, there's some awkward social situation, I'm getting frustrated with someone like, do we know that that person in front of us is made in the image of God? Like, do we know that they might one day inherit the kingdom? Like, do we know that this person isn't ordinary? Like this person is precious to God. And I love the way that C.S. Lewis puts it, like C.S. Lewis always puts everything really well, doesn't he? Um, in, in his essay, The Weight of Glory, he's talking about how when we're resurrected, um, we're going to be like, glorious beings we're going to share in the glory of Jesus and like we can't even imagine what that's going to look like and he says remember that the dullest and most uninteresting person you talk to may one day be a creature which if you saw it now you would be strongly tempted to worship like God delights in that person as an artist delights in his work or a father in a son and I thought like wow that's really powerful and and my prayer for us this morning is that we would see other people through the eyes of the loving father, that we would treat people with special attention because we know that they're precious. And, and we know that, you know, one day 
they might be sharing in, in Jesus's glory and we're just going to be amazed and, and Jesus loves that person and, and we get to treat that person with dignity and with the overwhelming love of God. And I think when we look at it like that, actually this call to show mercy in our everyday lives is actually really exciting. And it's, and it's not this heavy burden. Like you get to imagine what, like what would our society look like if we all showed mercy to every single person that we met? And that, that verse that says, mercy triumphs over judgment. Like that, is, that is God's way. Like it's just a complete reversal of, of the way the world normally works. And I just think that's amazing that, you know, we've received that and we get to be part of that and we get to invite other people into that. And it is an everyday choice and it, and it can be really hard and it, and it requires sacrifice of us. It can be in, inconvenient, but it, it completely changes the world that we live in. And I think all of us can probably think of a time when someone has shown us mercy, when we've just been like, oh, wow, they treated me differently. They treated me with special attention. And, and people notice when we treat them with mercy. And the amazing thing is, is that as we, as we partner with God, we, we will become known for, for our mercy, just like Jesus. We are going to head out into breakout rooms in a minute. I'm just going to pray for us before we do that. Right, Jesus, thank you so much that you are just overflowing with mercy and love and compassion for us. Thank you that, yeah, that you love us like when we fail and uh, you, you just love it when we come back to you and, and you want to embrace us and you show us that we are precious and that we're valuable and that you delight in us and that you want to bring us into freedom. That would help us to know our own worth and help us to know the worth of that person in front of us. Help us to know that you have made each person in your image, that you call us to show mercy. Lord, help us this week as we make little decisions and big decisions, help us to, to show mercy in those moments. Help us to see people with your eyes. Help us to love the way that you love. Yeah, just thank you, Lord, for your word. And, and we just pray that it will transform our hearts, that we will come away changed today. Amen. <laughs>